Listening to the Ron and Don Show. To the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. All right, cool. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Uh, happy holidays. Yeah, I said it. Welcome to episode 335 now of the Ron and Don Show. We are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, don't forget, I stopped by Les Schwab Tire Center yesterday and I looked down in the Food Lifeline box. And Ron, there was only one can of tuna fish. Uh, we want everybody to go out to all 85 locations. Because right now, Les Schwab and Food Lifeline, they're doing something really important. Yeah, there's a lot of food insecurity right now. People that have been living through a pandemic, maybe been really affected by the job market and just need food. And that's where Food Lifeline comes in and they partner with our, our partners, Les Schwab. You can go by next time you're at the grocery store, pick up an extra bag of stuff. It can be canned goods. It can be non-perishable food items. You don't even have to get out of your car. On your way home, there's probably a Les Schwab location. Pull in the parking lot. Show them your bag. Someone will come out and get it and put it into that box that you were just talking about. All of that food stays in our community. Like They don't take that food and take it down to Portland or take it to another state. All of that food helps Washingtonians and people near a Les Schwab and near Food Lifeline. Yeah, so I stopped by Les Schwab. They were fixing a tire for me. Uh, by the way, they're hiring right now. So if you're looking for a job, everyone's hiring. But they're a great company to work for. It gave me a chance. Uh, I was waiting for my tire to get fixed. I grabbed a shopping cart, ran down to Trader Joe's. I just wanted to find out what $125 could buy and went back and did my best to fill up the box. So I got the one in Ballard, okay? Uh, there's 84 others that need to be handled, and uh, we're going to let you guys uh, take care of that. Coming up on the Ron and Don Show, uh, let's talk about this, because as weather has gotten pretty heavy around here, a lot of people say, well, you know, this is time of year you go to Scottsdale, or, or you go to Maui, or you go someplace sunny and warm like Cancun. But what if you can't afford to go to Maui or Cancun or someplace warm? Uh, I've done some research on this. I've been reading some stuff. Uh, and if you're feeling a little depressed or you're feeling a little burned out, I've been trying some stuff all this week, you guys. It has really helped. And I'm going to share that with you toward uh, the end of the show. Also, did you know that uh, going to bed at a very specific hour you could increase your longevity somewhere between 13 and 24%. Yeah. You're not going to believe what time people go to bed and then 3 have, a, have a heart attack <laughs> in the middle of the night. We'll talk about that. Before we talk about that, though, let's talk about this. By the time you're listening to this, the uh, Seahawks and the Packers played yesterday, uh, but we're recording this ahead of time. So this is how we're going to have to cover it. Ron, could you believe Aaron Rodgers yesterday? What a game! And what did you what 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 did you think uh, of of Russell Wilson? Wow. Yeah. I mean, all I can say is yeah. And Chris Carson, they said he's going to be back. And what do you know? Exactly. You, yeah. And, and I mean, I couldn't have said it any better than and you. And Pete said Carroll it. and his gum yesterday. Don, I just let's say this: in big games, yeah. what you have is the big players. They make big plays. They are the ones that will make the big plays. 
<laughs> we learned on sports radio a lot of times you record things ahead of time of a game and you just have to pretend like they already happened so anyway players are going to play congratulations to the seahawks or the green bay packers yesterday that was really something anyway uh let's get to this and i know this has been kicked this can's been kicked around a little bit uh but you had some thoughts on aaron Rodgers saying he was immunized and then uh, come to find out uh, he hadn't received his COVID-19 shot. He said that he feels persecuted by the mob, uh, and he has gone on a radio show in Wisconsin a couple times. The woke I, mob. What's that? The woke mob. The woke mob. And so so it seems like this week, toward the end of the week, he's backpedaled a little bit and said, hey, I recognize I'm a role model. I recognize that I led some people astray. Uh, he didn't say I screwed up, or he didn't necessarily say I'm sorry uh, on his radio interview, but he did say, that, that he recognizes these things and that he's taking full responsibility. Taking full responsibility, again, is not a an apology. It's just it's taking full responsibility for what you said. Did, did you think Aaron Rodgers was doubling down? Uh, you have sponsors out there, like a healthcare agency that he's been with. Uh, he's been their spokesperson for the last 12 years. These guys make a lot of money when it comes to endorsements. And when you stop, when you start losing those endorsements, it can really hurt. Don't forget Marshawn Lynch, for instance. Stop Beacon call. Uh, stop freaking call Beacon. Marshawn Lynch said he he lived off of his endorsement money and never spent any of his NFL money. I can't imagine the amount of endorsement money that Aaron Rodgers gets when I start thinking about all the commercials that he's on. Do, do you do you do you think he was taking responsibility because State Farm picked up the phone and said, "Hey." The millions that we're paying you for that commercial, we're, we're, we're about to fire you. Well, so. I, don't, I don't think he's taking responsibility at all. And the way I wanted to talk about this, because it's been kicked around a bunch by the time this podcast airs, is I, I watched a piece with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, <clears throat> the former Laker great ha- Hall of Famer in the, in the NBA, the National Basketball Association, and an, an incredibly thoughtful person. Uh, he is very... Um, wise, I think, in terms of the way he looks at things and when he speaks. So he was <clears throat> he was talking about this, and the more I've sort of gone down the the journey we, when we've talked about white privilege and dealing with race and all that stuff, is to pull back and to start looking at systems. How do systems work? How are they built? Who constructed them, and who benefits from these systems? And so, Kareem, I think he was talking to Don Lemon on CNN. He said, isn't it ironic that you have Colin Kaepernick, who took a knee before an NFL game and wasn't endangering anybody, just was expressing his First Amendment rights to protest something, and his career was completely taken away from him. A, A top NFL quarterback, a quarterback that went to a Super Bowl a top probably five to 10 quarterback in the league, the same way that Aaron Rodgers is a top five to 10 quarterback. 2013, in the he almost won that NFC championship game with the Seattle Seahawks. He could have gone to his second Super Bowl, but he did go to the NFC championship game. And, and we, we saw that right here play out in, in, in 2013. So Kareem says, so look at that. His career's taken away and you don't have to draw a, a very long line to, to say, 32 billionaire owners and the league have basically colluded to keep him out of football. They've settled a lawsuit with him, but their public facing statements have been black lives matter, uh, paint the end zones, put some stuff on your cleats and racism on your helmet and racism. So that's what they're going to say publicly, privately Colin Kaepernick, who like 
Madden came out and said he's still a top 15 quarterback in the league right now. If, if someone would sign him, it cannot get back in the league. And of course, he is a, a, a mixed race, but black, black man. Contrast that with Aaron Rodgers, who, and this is what Kareem said, which made me think about this. Aaron Rodgers did put people's lives on the line because he did get COVID and he was not vaccinated and he did not follow the protocols. If you were, the NFL does not mandate that you get vaccinated. But if you are not vaccinated, you do have to wear a mask in all the facilities. You do have to wear a mask when you are doing press conferences. And there are certain health protocols that, that and I think 94% of the NFL players have been vaccinated. And so there are 6% that aren't vaccinated. Aaron Rodgers, though, said, I'm immunized. The Green Bay Packers, though, knew that he was not vaccinated because they, as their, as, as his employee employer, they could say, show us your vaccination card. So the Green Bay Packers knew that, allowed him to go to press conferences unmasked, allowed him to be in the facility around the staff of the Green Bay Packers, around the other players, and who knows, are the workers, the people in the in just building maintenance and the food services and all that stuff. He was allowed to roam free with no protection whatsoever. And then obfuscate this as it comes out. So what's the penalty been so far? Well, he's been fined $14,500 by the league. Green Bay Packers have been fined $300,000. To put that in perspective, there was a player on the Dallas Cowboys last week. I think his name is CD. He was fined $20,000 because it was the second time that his jersey wasn't tucked in properly. And if he does it again... It goes up to $45,000. That player happens to be black. So you have a system that was built. Who built this system? Who benefits from this system? How should we as consumers of the NFL view this? And that's what's intriguing to me about that. Because I think the NFL in a lot of ways is a microcosm of, of America. And Colin Kaepernick just released a six-part show on Netflix. I encourage everyone to watch it. It's a dramatization of his life. He talks and, and narrates the beginning of each episode and interjects a couple times per episode. But the episode follows him as a kid in his journey to become a quarterback and all, everything he came up against. His dad is played by Nick Offerman from uh, television fame. Parks and Recreation. He's he. I think he's very good. The young man they found to play young Colin as a teenager, I think, is an excellent actor. And so it follows his life as he's going through what it's like to be Colin Kaepernick. And so he sets each episode up. And the very first episode shows some NFL players walking off the field with their shirts off and kind of shorts on at a combine, being judged and measured and poked and prodded by NFL players that want to purchase their contracts. And then it dissolves into those same men stepping up onto a platform at a slave auction. You mean NFL owners that want to purchase? You said NFL players. NFL owners. NFL owners. NFL owners that want to purchase these players' contracts. It dissolves into this, like Collins, Collins in sort of this white room, dissolves into them stepping onto a podium, and the NFL owners morph into the slave auction and the NFL players morph into slaves doing the exact same thing that they just did 
at the NFL combine, you know, poking at them, prodding at them, measuring their arms. How high, how strong are you? Let me see your teeth, asking them questions, turn around. Uh, let me see your body, that sort of thing. So that's how the show starts. Yeah. And, and, and just to interject there, sports is, is one of the last places that we hear of people owning teams and calling themselves owners. You talk to anybody now that is starting any type of business, and, and I'm talking businesses that do billions of dollars and trillions of dollars. They don't refer to themselves as owners. They are founders. There's a big difference there, and I love that shift. So I'm not going to draw the conclusions for anybody, but it's interesting for me to think about the system, to think about how Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sees the system. I didn't even I, – it, it, I, I'm going to – I'm going to think about that because I, I had I had I had not thought about that concept. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to spend some time. And Aaron Rodgers said, great. "I'm the victim here. How dare the NFL leak my vaccination status? I'm the one that's been injured. I don't need to apologize to everyone that I may have exposed to COVID that could have killed them. Yeah, I don't care about the workers of." Uh, the Green Bay Packers. I don't care about the maintenance per people or the food service people. I can I can do whatever I want because I'm Aaron freaking Rodgers. Yeah, and of course he's best friends now with Joe Rogan. Of course. Yeah. All that to say to 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 put a bow around that with with uh, with Aaron Rodgers and with COVID and him saying that uh, that he's a role model. I really think he saw all the endorsement money going away. And he sat down with some people and he said, you know what? I, I, I have to fix this right now. And he's kind of in fix it mode. And as long as he goes back and again, I don't know how the game went yesterday, but as long as he goes back and he plays ball and he gets a couple weeks behind him and doesn't talk about this anymore. Uh, then I think this will become a moot issue for him because for him, I, I, I think it's, I think it's really about the dollars and cents. And when he used the word woke mob, that is political language that has been created to divide us. That's called labeling. And if you ever get any time, uh, look back through history and study labeling and those that were really good at it. That is something that you, you cannot take away from the former president. President Trump is incredible at labeling. Sleepy Joe Biden, sleepy Joe Biden, sleepy Joe Biden, crooked Hillary Clinton, crooked Hillary Clinton, crooked Hillary Clinton, the woke mob, the woke mob, the woke mob. As a guy who's been in therapy for four years, maybe I'm part of the mob. I know I'm woke, and I make no apologies for that. We'll see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, happy holidays. Yeah, I just said happy holidays. Can you believe it? The holidays are upon us. And the thing that I love about Les Schwab Tire Centers and all the men and women that work there, you know what? They want to make sure before they gather around their family table for the holidays that you might have an opportunity to gather around yours. If you have plenty of food, plenty of resources, and plenty to give away, and you're looking for a place to give, guess what? There's 85 Les Schwab locations and they're doing something called the Drive Out Hunger Food Drive. They do it every year. So it's thanks to Les Schwab. And then they partnered with Aramark and also Food Lifeline. They're all teaming up to help families out there that maybe 
They need some food as they gather around their own holiday table. And Ron, how do we do this? Could not be easier. Just drop off your non-perishable food donation at any Western Washington Les Schwab Tire Center. You just pull right into the parking lot. One of the the helpful crew members will run out and take your donation. Every donation helps stock the shelves for food lifeline programs in our own communities. Les Schwab Tire Centers, Aramark, and Food Lifeline have all teamed up to drive out hunger this holiday season. It's the drive out hunger food drive happening now you can just tell that they uh, that they're just real genuine guys and and care about uh who they work with and just feel like we you know we got we got some some more friends now it truly is one of life's biggest transactions if you're downsizing upsizing or right sizing ron and don can help you buy sell or invest in real estate it all starts with a ron and don sit down Hi, I'm Oli. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with... with Ron and Don. Mm-hmm. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, uh, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and a, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we, yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community. And knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is, is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now. And we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit. But it's an experience that we'll always remember and have and... Um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Here's my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron, and my dad, Don. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. As you just heard from some of our clients, we've been very busy this year selling tens of millions of dollars in real estate. Whether you're a buyer, seller, investor, just reach out to us. We do something called a Ron and Don Sit Down. In fact, we just relaunched our website, ronanddonsitdown.com. You can go out there and see how we really look. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe don't. And there have been a couple, people have emailed me a couple of things. Go out and check it out because we're trying to combine everything under one umbrella now. Yeah. And so you can go ronanddon.com, ronanddonsitdown.com. There's some, like, play around with it. Some people have pointed out a couple of things that we've fixed. So yeah. we appreciate that. Yeah. And, and thanks to all of you who have told your friends and family members about us. That's been very helpful. We thank you for your referrals because real estate, as we have found out, is a referral business. And a lot of you in the Ron and Don Nation have said, hey, you should talk to Ron and Don, and people have. And we've ended up doing doing some pretty incredible real estate transactions, but also really making some great friends uh, along the way. And getting to know you guys in the Run and Down Nation has certainly been a kick in 2021 as we get ready to head into 2022. Uh, sleep. This is something that as I get older, I read a lot about, Ron. I know that, that you do something that is similar. Uh, I used some sleeping medication for a while, and then I remember Eminem talking about getting addicted to this sleeping medication. I thought, man. Maybe that's going to happen to me. I don't want to get a 
addicted to sleeping medication. So what I'm going to do, then I read about totally throw your rap career off the track. (laughs) Yeah. But then I heard people coming up, you know, we always hear about morning routines. I was talking to my friend Lisa the other day who uh, lives down in New Mexico. I went to uh, high school with her and, and, and she does, she has a whole evening routine uh, that starts at a, a specific time and it ends with her laying her head down and going to sleep. And so I've been kind of working on some type of evening routine, some brand new research out. And I don't know if you guys have read this research. This is pretty incredible. Uh, they say there's a certain hour that we should aim at or aim for uh, if we want to live longer, not have a heart attack in our sleep. And, uh, and and increase our chances of longevity. And I thought, you know what? This, this is going to be the earlier you go to bed. The, did you read this? I did. The, I thought the earlier you go to bed, the longer you're going to live. And like, for instance, a lot of guys I know that do the keto uh, diet, like Marky Mark from the Funky Bunch. Uh, he goes to bed every night at 8.30. Wow. Yeah, but that's because he is up in the gym at 4 a.m. working out. And it doesn't matter whether he's on a movie set or he's at home with his kids. He goes to bed at 8.30. So, so is that what you thought the article was That's what say? I thought. I was like, oh, my gosh, we're all going to have to go to bed at 8.30. And what I found out is, no, it's not about going to bed early. It's certainly not about going to bed late. It's about going to bed somewhere between the hour, somewhere between the hour, 9.30, 10 o'clock, somewhere right in there. Before 11. Yeah. You don't want to go to sleep uh, real late after 11 o'clock, and you don't necessarily want to go to bed at 8.30. And I think they said if you go to bed super early, uh, that increases your chance of death by 13%. And then if you do that after 11 o'clock, it jumped like, I think, to 24%. So l- let me ask you this, because you, you read a, a more of these articles than I do. And I'm curious, not all this stuff works for everybody. And a lot of the sleep stuff hasn't worked for you. Uh, you're atypical, uh, and there's nothing wrong with you. You're just, you don't fit into the... No, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things wrong with you. There's, there's not, <laughs> Who are you kidding? <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with your sleep or whatever. How do you... Well, like, like I remember I gave you for the broadcast right. really paid off. I don't... Like, we, I remember when we talked about when the drinking water craze was going on, and you said... When you're thirsty, drink. When you're not thirsty, don't drink. Yeah. Like, there's no upside to carrying around a gallon of water every day. Especially at night, because then you're up instead of sleeping through the night. Right, you're, 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 you're peeing, peeing all time. Yeah. So, like, if there's not a one-size-fits-all. Yeah, uh, when do you, When do you pay attention to this? When do you not? Or, like, do you just try it? Do you say, okay, I'm going to take two weeks or three weeks? Like, like you, you suggested intermittent fasting to me. I did it for two weeks, which may or may not have been long enough. And so not not long enough. And so I was like, okay, like this is something now that I've dabbled in and maybe I'll go back to it. Maybe I won't. Does it work for me? How did I feel? Um, And maybe I'm a intermittent fasting guy. Maybe I'm not. But with, when you read these studies, what do you do with it? Well, for, for me, the, the, the through line that I see in the commonality that I see in all this stuff is, is understanding that our brain is a heart is is a muscle just like our heart muscle. And and so many times we think about diet and we think about our heart and we think about our arteries but we don't think about our brain. And in order to sleep at night we really have to quiet our brain. And for instance with being a dad, uh I have come up with 
some very specific rules about screens because I noticed that my son was starting to have a hard time falling asleep at night. And the reason he was having a hard time falling asleep at night, I found out, is I, I allow him now an hour of screen time a day, just an hour. You get it. And then on the weekends, a little more, especially if we're on a job site somewhere and I'm working and he's with me and he'll work some and then have some lunch and, and I'll let him jump on a screen as long as his homework and everything else is done. What, what I found out by having that screen on and even blue screen and glasses and doing all that stuff. He was having a really hard time going to sleep. So what we've done now is when he comes home from school, making sure we have everything done, everything's ready to go. Charlie's been walked. He's been fed. I'm making dinner. He's practiced his trumpet. He's done some boxing. His homework's done. Then then he can go ahead and play with his screen much, much earlier in the night. And what I have found out is when he goes to bed later on now, he sleeps like a baby. Uh even though he's 11, he's still a baby to me. So, so, so I think, and as I shared last week, I'm doing some DNA testing right now because I'm interested in seeing how my body processes protein versus carbs and some other things. So I can't wait to share that with you guys. We all have engines, but they're all a little different. And our bodies are different too. I think being mindful though, just about your brain and what you're feeding your brain, the type of sugar that you're taking in and your salt content and everything else. And if you're eating late at night, just what are those things that we're doing in the evening? Are we doing things to try to quiet our day and try to quiet our bodies and to, and, and to slow down and sleep? So some of the things I do in my morning routine, like I get up every morning, I light a family candle. I have a second candle that my son comes down and he lights too. When we eat together in the evening, we have a certain candle uh, that we light and there's reasons for it. Now I'm doing that in the, in, the, in the evening time as we're getting ready to go to bed. I'm making sure that screens are turned off. There's no TV in the house uh, really after 9 o'clock at night. Every screen in the house is killed. I'm trying to do a better job of jumping off my phone and my screens, which I don't always do a good job because kids are watching. They're not listening. They're watching, right? They're watching. We'll see you on the other side of this. Hey, it's Ron here with uh, Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans. He's the official mortgage guy of Ron and Don Nation. Mitch, I want to do a little case study with you. We have a client. We introduced him to you and you guys headed off. Who was like, I want to get a vacation property over in Suncadia or Ronald or that area. We, a lot of people are thinking about that right now. What are some good pointers for that type of thing? Like, I want to get a house on the island. I want to get a house in Suncadia. I want to get a house at a golf course. Maybe we'll go out to Orcas. You want that summer cabin or weekend cabin. Is that different than when you're buying your primary house? It is, yes. And it is slightly yes and no. So investment property rates right now, I don't know if you've heard, but they've skyrocketed. Okay. Banks are trying to phase out investment properties as much as they can because there's such a housing shortage in the U.S. Second homes don't count for that, which is huge. So if we can qualify it as a second home, hmm. it's not quite a primary rate, but it's really close. And that is just has to be something substantially different, right? You can't buy two homes in Seattle that are basically the same and call one a second home. <laughs> right. One of them is going to have to be an investment property. But if you're buying on an island, you're buying up in Suncadia, which is the case of one of our clients. Yeah, you call it a second home. You still get a great rate. And, you know, you're happy with a place. you And you can still rent it out, just right. to be clear. It just can't be a pure investment property. It has to look like a vacation home. So a lot of people fantasize about this and they think, oh, maybe it's in a year, maybe it's in three years, maybe it's in five years. But getting this financial piece in order 
in my mind, you should start now, even if you're like, hey, I'm thinking 2023. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you agree with that? Totally agree. Yeah. And I can't stress that enough. I'm willing to talk to anyone. So if you come and talk to me today and you say, I want to buy in two years, we'll put a plan together for how you can buy in two years. Right. Or we'll say, hey, it looks like you can buy in one year if that's interesting to you. I'm not going to pressure you, but financially you're sound. You can do it now. It's funny how many times once someone gets all their ducks in a row that uh, opportunity presents itself. Right. Yeah. They're just softly looking um, at housing online and then they see one that pops and they go, man, I wish I was They go hang out with their friend at Sun Katie to play golf and it's like... Wait, this two-bedroom down the hallway from you is for sale right now? Maybe maybe I buy that. I'm already pre-approved with Mitch. So uh, if you're thinking about and fantasizing about that, that weekend place, that second home somewhere for the family on the island, uh, get in touch with Mitch, Mitch.loans. Uh, tell him you're with uh, Ron and Don Show and you save half percent on a new loan. So Mitch.loans, uh, check him out today. Hi, this is Therese, the new buyer specialist for all of you in the Ron and Don Nation. If you're going to win a house in such a competitive market, you better have a good strategist. And that's what I specialize in. When you're ready to sit down with us, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. And now back to the show. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. As I said, we have relaunched ronanddonsitdown.com. If you want anything for the radio show, or you want anything concerning our real estate business, all that is ronanddon.com. And we encourage you to get signed up for the newsletter. Ron writes something or I write something each and every week. We don't sell off your information. You hear from us once a week, maybe once in a while, twice, if something's going on like the Food Lifeline uh, 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 food kickoff at Les Schwab right now. But other than that, we're going to hang on to that information and not sell it. Don's uh, 2022 swimsuit calendar is up there right now for you to look at. Yeah. Hey, this is a time of year where you're thinking about some things that you want to do different in 2022. I try to start thinking about those now and not really when the new year comes, because I think when the new year comes, you get caught up in the nostalgia, you get caught up in the emotion of it. But a lot of times we'll we'll make emotional decisions and then we get 27 days in. Uh, it's usually by January 27th. Uh, we have stopped making whatever good decisions we were trying to make. Here's something that I want you to think about. Uh, this is something that I did this week because I read an article about if you're feeling depressed. And, and I, my through wire is I don't, I don't feel a lot of depression. I do feel sadness and empathy for other people sometimes. Sometimes I get over-involved in things and in people's lives and I jump in and I have that savior thing. And, 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 and I have a difficult time sometimes watching people suffer uh, or, and this is something we're going to talk about in our next episode. I have uh, a dear friend of mine, dear friend of Ron and myself, uh, who is this incredible artist and carpenter. And he's out on one of my job sites. Someone broke into it last night and they stole all his tools. And so I called him up and I said, Hey, let's go to the store. I'm going to, and then I caught myself. This isn't about, Hey, let's go to the store and I'll replace all the tools. This is about letting him share his pain. So I shut my mouth, I got in my truck, I went by Starbucks, I know that he likes an iced mocha with whipped cream, even in the wintertime, I went by, I grabbed a cup of coffee, I got a peppermint latte, and I sat there, and I just listened. That's what he needed today. He didn't need Don O'Neill to fix it, he didn't need Don O'Neill to go replace all the tools, although at some point, he will, and we'll figure that out, we'll figure that road out. He just needed someone to hang out and listen 
uh, because something like this can get very depressing and it can be very, very hard. So allowing someone to feel stuff, right, is not always been easy for me. So I'm trying to do more of that. And then also allowing myself to feel stuff and, and, and making room to feel those things. We were talking about uh, toxic joy, I think, last week. And sometimes it really can become toxic when we pretend like everything's okay and, it, and, it, and it's not okay. So here's something that I tried though that I thought was really, really helpful. Just shuffling up your day. So this week, instead of shopping at a particular market that I always shop at, I shopped at a different market. Instead of going to the same coffee shop I go to every morning, I went to a different coffee shop. And I didn't go to it in the morning. I went to it in the afternoon. And then you walk in. That's not how they do it in my regular coffee shop. Yeah. And then, Where's and then, the bread? Yeah. That my other store doesn't put the bread over here. <laughs> yeah. So and even in my workouts, I went back to the same gym, but I did my, I, I did my workout completely differently. Uh, in some of our business, I did my stuff at different times. Uh, some of the things that I do with my son when I pick him up from school, we walk a certain way with Charlie. We walked a different way. and we, we walked backwards around the block. And instead of pizza, we got tacos. And I'm telling you, just by doing some of those little things differently and by shuffling up your life, uh, those because so, so many times we get caught in repetition and repetition, then our brains just are on autopilot, and then it allows us to start thinking about other crazy things instead of being present here in this moment. So just shuffle the deck every once in a while on what's happening today, tomorrow, or this week. And I've actually found that to be uh, to be super helpful. Yeah, I noticed a couple times this week in our morning meeting, you like started playing a song. Yeah. And it changes the mood of the meeting. Yep. So like, um, it's real easy when you're overwhelmed to be like, let's get to it. Like, and like just taking these moments and, uh, I've noticed that it's been interesting to try and, and just do things a little bit differently. And, and I think I'm naturally that way of just trying, I introduce new stuff. Like, Oh, I'm going to try that new thing. Or I'm going to listen to that new song or I'm going to, and I don't like 80% of it. You don't, doesn't stick. Yeah. But 20% of it does. Yeah. And you can go, wow, that I didn't expect to like that album. Right. I'll give you a great example. Jason Isbell. Did not expect to connect with him. And I listened to his, his greatest hits or his like playlist on Apple the first time. Didn't connect with it. Read more. Followed him on Twitter. Read some other people talking to him. Saw him in an interview. I was like, I kind of like this guy, though, his sensibility. Went back and gave it another run through. And it was like, okay, there's a new important artist that I know now. Yeah. And it's just because I was like, I want to try different things. And nor like old school me would have been like, I'm done with him. Mm. I tried it once. Wasn't my thing. I moved on. And like, just trying it, uh, just try it. Just try try it. new things. Just try it. Just try it. And thanks for trying the run and Don show you guys. Thanks for sharing it with your friends. Thanks for letting us be your licensed brokers, your friends, your realtors. Thank you this year for telling your moms, dads, your friends, your next door neighbors about us. It's, it's made a big, big difference in our business. And I just want you to know that we, we really try to pass that on in every transaction we do and in every person uh, we work with. So we're, we're so, so appreciative of that. If you need us, ronadonsitdown.com. Uh, and we'll sit down with you. And even if it's not about real estate, sometimes people want to sit down about other stuff. So just go to ronadonsitdown.com and we can do... Uh, that today. All right. Yeah. Uh, don't forget right now, lots of food scarcity, food shortages. 
uh, Food Lifeline needs your help. Stop by one of 85 locations. Les Schwab, you can drop off perishable food items. Non-perishable. What did I say? Perishable. Yeah, drop off a raw turkey. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> so please, please do that. And if you've done that. Here's we, an avocado. We thank you in advance. Thanks for hitting subscribe. And to get signed up for the Nation News, just go to ronanddunsitdown.com. I wrote something this week about uh, what it was like to do a cleanup at my son's school and uh, what we learned through that process. All right, for Ron, for myself, Don, for Charlie the dog, my son, who's our station voice, and Therese, who's our incredible buyer's agent. You keep your head up, your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time for episode 336. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.